Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to Bretton Cliff's Flea Circus. I'm Cliff. Hello and I'm Dwight Angle. <laughs> okay, nice to see you, Dwight. How are you doing? I'm all right. Fine. Fine, okay. Um, I'm fine. You'll notice you've got a new view of my space tonight, I guess. Yes. Uh-huh. Are you like Harry Potter, Cliff? Have you been banished to the, the, the another stairs and that? Well, I've been banished, but that's not the reason I'm here. Um, basically, I'm now looking outwards instead of looking sideways. So this is the door uh-huh. back inside behind me. The washing uh-huh. you can't normally see here. And you're familiar uh-huh. with the fake uh, tower yes, the, over here. Uh, I'm, I'm familiar with your, your B-movie tower when you uh-huh. make it with That's your claymation fair. animals. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Well, I don't need to make claymation animals tonight, Brett. Remember when we had the little birds? Oh, then I'm back. <laughs> it was a different house. It was a different house. Why the following you? But we're now on our third set of baby birds. <laughs> that that is insane. Uh, do you welcome the birds? Is that what it is? Does, well, I, I, can't, I can't see. I, I don't shoe them. That's what you mean. <laughs> you don't shoe them. You don't shoe them away. No. You so there's you one. Should. There's one baby bird over there on the mm-hmm. chair. I would normally be sitting at, looking terrified. To first, I'm going to say to her. It's her first uh-huh. day out of the nest today. Is it? And she was, right. yeah. So there was two of them before. One of them was gone. So obviously one of them has plucked up the courage to jump off the edge and see whether they could fly or not. <laughs> well, um, that's good, yeah. isn't it? Well, so anyway, I'm in a slightly different, bit? slightly different configuration. Also, I'm I'm hunched over a bit because. Hey, Cliff, can you hear that awful goddamn music? What music is it? No, I can't hear. So it was. You know when uh, people drive past in in cars oh, and yeah. the play, just awful techno mm-hmm. at the loudest possible volume. I'm sure <laughs> that was happening while you were talking. Well, I'm glad that you couldn't hear it. Well, some people might have preferred to hear it, but never mind. I doubt it. I doubt it very much. I doubt what you've been up to this week? Can I just mention the washing behind you there? Uh-huh. Because uh, I like the way that. I presume it's your last, it could have been you, is, is uh, put a pair of leggings in a running stance behind you. <laughs> <laughs> is that how they, they're dry? Where these here? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just there, the, the, the black things behind you. It, it might not be, uh, it might be an optical illusion. I think it it's is, more of an optical it is, illusion. Because you know what it is, Brett? 
What? You fucking idiot. It's a pillowcase. <laughs> no, no, there's black things behind the pillowcase. I didn't mean the pillowcase. No, you, you, you're not touching the right bit. I can spin. Further behind? It, it's behind that? No, to the other side? Yes, them. You're quite correct. <laughs> I see. <laughs> you fucking idiot. Um, but of course, Press, we haven't hung them out mm-hmm. ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Um, did you ask us what I've been doing? Not uh-huh. much. I, I have been attacked by seagulls. Oh, have you? Were you walking around with yes. a pasty aloft? No, no. They, they, I would say they've, they've built a nest in, in a stupid place. Okay. So they get very protective, don't they? So they've attacked yeah. us. So that happened this week. Was that on your rounds? It, yes, it was on my travels. Okay. Um, I also I, I watched it on the YouTube because mm-hmm. I'm getting quite heavily into Championship Manager. Okay. The old it, one? Of course, the old one. I wouldn't play football, man. No, God damn. Oh, yeah. Nah, it's too much for me. So it's all zero, zero, all one. The best. Well, that might be the best one. It might be 93, 94, might be the best one. But I'm playing all one. I think that's zero, zero, regarded zero, as the best, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, so while I'm playing it, I just put random films on YouTube, right? And I, I, I stumbled across a horror film from the 1980s okay. starring Timothy Spall and Jimmy Neal. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> okay. Yes. Oh. It's, it was called Dream Demon. Oh, I like the terrible. name. Was it? Yeah, I think I might need was. to watch it, though. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. That's a huge the beaker of demons. It is a huge beaker of was gin, yes. what you got mixed with it? Alka-Seltzer. Bit of lemon. <laughs> yeah, just to counteract the head, the cut, the oncoming headache. I've got, I'm still on the Serbian beers. You know what I realized oh, yeah. is the reason they were so cheap when I bought them mm-hmm. two months ago was that yeah. they only had two weeks left on their sell by date. And, I've been, oh, well, and I've been keeping them like, oh, I'll, I'll portion them out. <laughs> and then this week you, I was like, oh shit. <laughs> you've been gurnamed. That's, that's the. <laughs> That's the term, isn't it? <laughs> no, but then they were cheap. It was, I knew the, the sell by day. I just forgot to drink them in within that time frame. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway. Oh, well. Um, You've been doing out? Not much. Be working a lot, obviously, as usual. But um, I'll tell you what, I have done. I've watched Obi Kenobi. Right. I haven't seen the last one, I don't think. Okay. Well, we'll not talk about it then. So don't spoil that for us, please. Okay. Oh, yeah. I won't tell you that. <laughs> don't tell us that. Don't, don't, don't tre- spoil. No, but things. mostly I've been listening to the Beach Boys because it was Brian Wilson's uh-huh. 80th birthday, and Paul McCartney because it was also his 80th birthday. It was indeed. And who have we picked for this uh, wonderful podcast? I don't know if it is a one. It's probably not Harry a wonderful Nielsen. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so we haven't gone for Brian Wilson or Paul McCartney. We've gone for uh, Harry, Harry Nielsen, Nielsen who of course. Can't have any more birthdays. Unfortunately not. <laughs> no, we've gone for Maka. Of course we have. Of course we'll have. Of course we'll have. We've gone for the better artist in everybody's eyes. <laughs> <Yeah>. Well, <laughs> that didn't have quite a, a bit of a rivalry in that, uh, Wilson and McCartney. I think it was, it was a friendly rivalry. I think it was a, a friendly... I wouldn't even say it was rivalry. 
I think it was just friendly one-upmanship until one of them spiraled into a mad depression and craze that he's never got out yeah. of. Yeah. Brought on by East Manager or whatever as well, though, wasn't it? Yeah, that was a different bit, man. That was, was that a different yeah. period? Yeah. Yeah, well. I like, I, I, I'm interested to find out more about that particular period. Was it the acid and stuff that did it for Mr. Wilson? Yeah, I think it was that and the pressure at the top. Uh, Sergeant Pepper, <laughs> that was it. Mm-hmm. He wanted to do something better, so he had that Heroes and Villains and Smiley Smile. A Smile was meant to be the album that eventually smile, came yeah. out as Smiley Smile, which was not so good. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, he just he withdrew into himself in mad acid and pressure and depression. Uh, Brought on by his abusive father and all kinds of stuff. So, yeah, um, a sad story. And he, hit, he hated the beach. He hated the beach. He hated and boys. And he hated, he hated boys. <laughs> didn't even like cars, did he? Really? He, like, he didn't like much apart from his bed and, and eating <laughs> by the look of him. But, um, so, no, we're talking about Paul McCartney. We, we both picked mm-hmm. an album to talk about. You wanted to talk about 1997's Flaming Pie. And I picked McCartney's first solo album, simply called McCartney. Yes, indeed. Um, Both, both. I I enjoyed listening, and both. Obviously, uh, the Flame and Pie one. I think I picked that one because uh, that was about the time that we were getting into, you know, music and stuff like that. It was after the anthology, wasn't it? Later than I thought. Yeah, later. Do you want to talk about that? Maybe sixteen or something. Maybe 16. No, we'll talk about the McCartney one first because I think that's we've got more, more to talk about with the McCartney one anyway. You think so? There's, okay. There's the Beatles history sort of in there, isn't there? Yes, well, McCartney that. came out in 1970 before um, the Beatles had officially split up and also before uh-huh. Let It Be came out. Yes. And and there was a bit of a wrangle there, wasn't there? There was a bit of a wrangle, yeah. So uh, he, he recorded this album at home and kind of snuck it out. Well, I'm sure you, Paul McCartney couldn't sneak an album out. But anyway, um, what happened was within the uh, a press release kind of thing came with it. And in that, he basically said, there's no Beatles, this is it. We'll all do our own uh-huh. stuff. And they had been an agreement for all of them not to say that until Let It Be came out so they didn't harm the chances of it doing very well. And also... Uh-huh. John Lennon had said he wanted to leave about a year earlier or he, he was done with the Beatles after Let It Be had been recorded and he felt he, didn't had, want him to say he, he had been scooped by Maka here. Yeah. By, he was like, well, you told me not to say anything. Now you said anything. Now you said it's happening. And uh-huh. I don't know why he would be particularly bothered about that, but I think it was at a time well, when they hated each other's guts as much they as they did. did. But it was more of the fact that, as far as the Beatles were concerned, it was him publicising his solo album, wasn't it? Yeah. That's yeah. what they felt. And I think that's what like the wider... And I don't know whether the fans felt like that, but the, certainly the wider music press felt that way as well, didn't it? Yeah, because I, I think McCartney had been painted as the one that was problematic at this point, I think. I think everybody uh-huh. thought Lennon was this avant-garde, like, you know, free spirit that you couldn't tame. So kind of, you got ridiculed for all these bagism and Yoko Ono and all of the stuff he was mm-hmm. doing there. And bearing in mind, he had already he had already brought out 
solo singles and solo albums, albeit not with your right, not rival in the Beatles in that way because it was experimental. No, it was, music. it was an, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was experimental so, stuff, wasn't it? Uh, so yeah, there, there was this thing about like this was actually seen as an attack on the Beatles product by bringing it out when it came out. Um, yeah, it got Plus, number uh, one the- in America, I think. It, I think it. I think it did. Yeah, it was number one for a, a few weeks. I think it was was it, it knocked, knocked off, off by, by a bit? Bit, I think. Yeah, yeah. I, don't <laughs> think it, I think it got a number two in England. Um, yeah, but it's a strange one, isn't it? Because we were always looking at this stuff. We've read the books and we've watched, we've watched documentaries and that, and heard interviews now with McCartney and 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 the other guys about that period. But it's hard to know what it must have been like at the time to think whether. McCartney, anybody cared about him as solo or whether it was a big deal or, or what, you know, because when you're watching that Let It Be footage of the people on the street who are like, eh, it sounds like the Beatles up there and like just getting on with their day. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's a weird one, I think. Uh, yeah, this is a strange one. I, I mean, I, I think going back to that, the, the other Beatles obviously felt like he was doing it for the publicity or whatever. And you know, if you if you are going to announce that a band's broke up, you want to do it all together, don't you? You don't want one person coming out and just going, right, we're finished, and here's me solo album. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> going to be pissed off about that, rightly so. And it, it's, it, I don't think I, I think McCartney knew that they would have been pissed off about I that, think, wouldn't they? But, but because from his that point of view, he was the, the other three was... Beatles. The other three Beatles are making business decisions without McCartney because McCartney won't have anything to do with Klein, will he? But do you think McCartney was right in the long run? Of course, of course, <laughs> of course he was. I think he was he probably, was. he was definitely feeling sorry for himself from everything that you know about this period because he's been the one, you know, you just have to watch that Let It Be film and he's the one trying to keep it all together. And then you, yeah, one of the really fascinating things about the end of that is Lennon talking about Alan Klein, what a great guy he's going to be. And McCartney's yeah. like, well, I don't know. And Glenn John's just like, well, I would be wary of him. Um, uh-huh. And now, and obviously and then, we know what happens after that. But what happens well, with the it. relationship is McCartney doesn't want to do it, but also he's trying to put his father-in-law and brother-in-law in charge. So you exactly. can see, so there's, there's you can see why they wouldn't want Exactly, do because that. that's giving them all the power, isn't it? If if, if they do that, they should have and I mean, obviously, the third part. There's been like subsequent interviews with Lennon and stuff like that on American TV where he said that yeah, Paul was probably right about him and, and stuff like that. But you, and that again, you've got the, <laughs> and you've got like you know the the sort of I forgot what I was going to say there, Cliff. You know, you've got his right off. Sorry, you, you won't heard, show up here, will you? The <laughs> <laughs> what seagulls? I heard the seagulls. Anyway, well, in the background, so you're listening to seagulls rather than me. <laughs> so he, Lennon said in these interviews. Oh, I've remembered what I was going to say now. Well, what I was saying is, uh, you don't know how much of an influence Klein had. So is he actively trying to keep them apart? Do you know what I mean? I think he probably was, wasn't he? Because probably, obviously yeah. he's got a, a Paul McCartney who doesn't, he knows Paul McCartney doesn't want him there. So he's, he's, yeah. he's then going to, you know, he's going to do his best to, to sort of drive a wedge between them even further, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, you would have thought so. So the, the background of the album is that he, he disappeared to a farm in Scotland uh, and apparently he was, he was drunk. There's 
I think it's been over-exaggerated a bit that he was an alcoholic. But, I mean, if he was an alcoholic, he was an alcoholic for about three months and then wasn't again. So I'm not sure that was the case. But he definitely retreated into drinking a bit, kind of... He's gone on a bender. ...feeling sorry for himself. But he went on a bender Mm. with his wife and his new baby daughter and her eight-year-old daughter in a remote farm. So probably not the best place and situation to do it. Um, And then after a while, shook himself out of it, went back to London and recorded this album at home, apart from the one song that sounds totally different to everything else on the album. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, uh, there's a couple, isn't there? I think there's there's the one that you like. In there, the one that I like, which is recorded at Abbey Road, isn't it? Yeah. But the rest are very rough, sort of, you know, yeah, him so with a four track or whatever, just mm-hmm. recording in the house, isn't he? That's it's, all he's doing. It's thought of now as the first kind of lo-fi home yes. recording. Certainly, it would have been that from a major star. You know, you had mm-hmm. in the early 80s, Bruce Springsteen bringing out Nebraska after his big albums, and that was recorded on a four track, and that was something different at the time and later on you've got you know in the 90s and stuff you've got loads of bands that made a virtue of not being properly polished and recorded and yeah in well the dylan studios. ones that you got me to listen to they're very very similar aren't they? in the 70s and stuff mm-hmm. so i think this um this it, i i get the criticism of it being half finished and half throwaway i also think he's so what is Paul McCartney? He did what he wants. He did what he wants. <laughs> <laughs> so I get it. But I mean, yeah. I think some of it is also a bit of like, well, I played these songs for the guys and they didn't want to hear them. So let's just get it on a tape. Yeah. And it starts with Lovely Linda, which is about 40 seconds long or a minute long or something. And it's just a, yeah. him. And acoustic. I would imagine just making it up, you know, like it's just a little yeah. la 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 la, lovely Linda. And that's about it's it. Great. He would I never. Have, it's a lovely. Uh, it's a lovely lyric. Even you know, it's very specific. It's a lovely little uh-huh. tune. Um, but obviously, he would never have been able to record that for the Beatles. Yeah. So he's like, "Well, fuck it, I'm going to do it." Um, and he, I don't know whether he thought about finishing it or whether he was like, "Okay, well, this is it." Yeah, but then, I mean, there's a conscious choice, isn't that? He's made a conscious choice to put all these on, yeah. on an album, hasn't he? Do you know what I mean? So he's, he's obviously, he's not going to, in his head, he's not going to release something that he thinks is shit. Yeah. And it's not shit. No, no. Do you know not. what I mean? It isn't. I mean, there's certain songs on there that I don't like, you know. But, the, the, I mean, the main ones have come from the Beatles. Do you know what I mean? Like Teddy Boy and stuff. I don't like that song. It's it's disgraceful, but that's come from like the Beatles sessions. That it's almost like you know when Noel Gallagher, he went away to split or whatever. Noel Gallagher solo album come out, and then you listen to the album, and it, I've heard this before. It, it's all Oasis demos that I've heard. Type yeah, thing. yeah. Do you know what I mean? But the difference is, is that McCartney's just gone and gone right. I'll just record these in my house on a four track, and yeah. I'll play. I'll play all the instruments. I'll yeah. do everything. Which yeah. is amazing. Do you yeah. know what I mean? The fact that he's done that. I think that the problem is, is that Beatles fans have gone, what you, because he got the blame, didn't he? McCartney got the blame for breaking yeah. the band up. Probably, you know, he didn't help himself by releasing that uh, no, press sort of release and stuff like that with the album. But the Beatles fans have gone, well, you broke the Beatles up for this album, yeah. half finished <laughs> songs, and you just recording. Do you know what I mean? It, yeah. You were on a four track by yourself. Yeah. 
That's the thing. I think it also plays into the hands of like if John Lennon was or whoever or Harrison was like, well, he's a megalomaniac. Yeah, look, he's just gone and recorded an album where he's played every single instrument. <laughs> like, <laughs> plays he's up to that, played to that, yeah. <laughs> um, but the fact he can do it. Is amazing to win it. Well, the yeah, fact that I he, mean, you know how much it. I love Mac. Like he, he's he's amazing. Um, and he's amazing. I I don't. I've never really listened to enough of his solo stuff, which is, I I retweeted a thing the other day. Some five hour mix of, of tunes from McCartney that was on Mixcloud, um, and I've been listening to that. I've pretty much listened to all of it now, and there's loads of stuff in there I've I've literally never heard before. Like there's just mm-hmm. uh, he hasn't got hundreds of albums, but there's is there's still loads of McCartney stuff I've never heard. This album and, yeah. and even we'll get onto it, but I hadn't really listened to Flame and Fire before. Um, I've yeah. I've got this on vinyl, so I've listened to this a, a fair few times, oh, but why? only in the last couple of years. Um, Lovely Linda's a great start. Like my. I run through my favourites. I'm not that bothered about like talking about the ones I don't like so much. It might be yours. No, I'm not either. I think uh, that would be something is is great. I, I absolutely love that. That's the second song. Little bluesy, mm-hmm. just refrain. I just think it's good. It's it's downbeat. It, I just think that sounds good. And what I would say is his voice, I think, is great on this entire album, even if he's singing nonsense lyrics. Yeah. Well, it is. I mean, his, his voice is all... It's always amazing, isn't it? That's the thing. Well, there's I mean, loads his of voice is wonderful. There's a few acute, uh, sorry, instrumental things on here that I'm not that fond of. They're, they're all right, but they're like, I don't think McCartney's a good jammer, and I don't think the Beatles are good jammers necessarily. But um, uh-huh. so there's a few like kind of little a lot jammy of jam stuff on there, isn't it? Yeah, the but the actual like... songs I love, like Every Night is my favorite on there. I just think that the sentiment of that song and it plays in the. Every night I want to get out of my head, but also every night mm-hmm. I want to stay, be in, stay in with you. I just, I just think it's a lovely, lovely song, and I, I'd like to hear three minutes of it instead of a minute and a half, whatever it is. Yeah, um, I mean that was one of the ones that um, that w- that was recorded at Abbey Road. That's yeah. one of the polished ones, isn't it? Yeah, and obviously, you know, famously the the other polished ones, maybe I'm amazed, which is yeah. just wonderful as well, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean that's just class. It's well, just, what it's just him. That's the thing about maybe I'm missed. I never realised. <laughs> I, I thought it was a wing song, mate. To be honest, I mean, I've got this vinyl like you, but I thought, yeah, did Wings release it as well or something like that? There would have been a live version by Wings on something that yeah. maybe is what gets played on VH1 and stuff when we were, yeah. You know? uh, uh-huh. So I, so Junk and Teddy Boy were two songs that we'd heard from Beatles anthology and stuff when we were growing up. And yeah. we both used to absolutely hate them. Um, yeah. To be honest, Junk's grown on us a little bit. I don't like the lyrics, but I think it's the, the tune is good. I like, like it sticks yeah. in your head. I like that. Well, I, I'd definitely be nicked for the MASH soundtrack. <laughs> That's what I think. It's definitely been nicked. It, it, it's grown on us. I mean, initially, when I, when I heard it, I just thought it was... It's a, it's funny, isn't it? It's a funny song. Is it meant to be I don't, see, serious? I don't, no, is it meant definitely to be not. It's, I, it, it, I, I think it's meant to be funny. You know, I, I don't I think mean, it is. I think this is the thing. I mean, starting with motor cars, handlebars, bicycles for two. For two. <laughs> it is. I think it's meant to be funny. Man. I don't think McCartney's like that funny though. I think that's the thing. Like, I, I think he is funny. 
I think he is. And Teddy Boy. I mean, the Beatles have got a like, great sense of humour and that, don't they? They all had an name. I suppose. I think so. that's part of it. I think that's part of it. I don't care how but funny Teddy, Teddy Boy is. It's horrible. It is awful, Teddy Boy. Piece of music. Um, it is. What about like then this man we was lonely? It's quite a nice idea that, but he has he's and in wings, but it starts here. He starts yeah. singing with like a weird American accent and stuff, and I don't well, really get it. The, the thing <laughs> with the mom, we was lonely. I think you know, is this again from? It's obviously from Beatles sessions and stuff. It's almost like he's wrote this with Ringo in mind. It's almost he's, yeah, sing, he's singing in Ringo's yeah. voice. Yeah, which yeah. is odd. Yeah, do you know what I mean? But I mean, I, I, the album as a as a whole, as a whole, right? I, I, I still, enjoy, I still love. No, no, it to works. It's just as there's like those instrumentals work in the context of there's a yes. song, there's a little instrumental, there's a song, there's a little instrumental. Uh-huh. They work, but you know when you're actually digging into whether they're good songs or not, one by yeah, one. Yeah, I mean if you you picked out an individual song and played it to somebody and went, you know, what do you think of this? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, other than if it wasn't maybe Amadeus. Like yeah. you'd be like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> like that, <laughs> that one, you would complain to anyone and go, "What do you think of this song?" And they go, "Wow, what a song!" Yeah, it's, yeah. Um, and I think on the second half, like that is by far the standout track. <laughs> yeah. it, it definitely is. It definitely is. I mean, like you said, every night's class as well, isn't it? Uh, and and I love the London, love the lovely Linda as well because it's just a nice little ditty on his yeah, acoustic nice. guitar, isn't it? Is, it is. Uh, ooh, you, his voice is great on you, you. But I mean, it's mm-hmm. that's filler. Mama Miss America is a big jam. Teddy Boy, Sing Along Junk. I don't even know what that is. I've listened to this album loads of times. It's, I don't know what that it's, is. It's, it's, it's just so you can sing along. If you want, <laughs> if you wanted to sing about motor cars and handlebars and bicycles for two. <laughs> Broken hearted Jubilee. Uh, and then Queen of Corey, the last song. What What is that? <laughs> uh, animal noises. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> so I, <laughs> it's an interest you can see why his solo career didn't take off for years because his first couple of albums were like this <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like but what he meant to do do you know what i mean you, you must be a paul mccartney you, you know for a fact that the beatles are breaking up what are you meant to do you just meant to you meant to you play the guitar and write songs aren't you do you yeah, know what I mean? I'm not knocking him for That's, it. I'm just saying it's no, no, no surprise that I'm it took not. three years before Band on the Run yeah. was massive. They still, they still maybe I'm amazed on there and and every night. So, and like I say, I've got a lot of respect for the fact that he's just gone. Do you know what I mean? He's obviously depressed and he's drinking and stuff like that, and he's just gone. Fuck it, I'm just gonna, you know, record these songs on a four track. I'm gonna do everything, and I'm gonna pour it out. I mean, obviously, the way that he's put it out has upset the rest of the Beatles, <laughs> rightly so, I think. But it is what it is, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Then we fast forward 27, 27 years. years. Yes, 27 years. You want to do Flame and Pie. Tell us about Flame and Pie. Yes, I think, that, again, you know, I, I want to do Flame and Pie because I think it was, it was the first Paul McCartney album that was released when I was aware of who Paul McCartney was, I think. Do you know what I mean? Obviously, I've spoken about it before that you were the person really who got us into the Beatles and stuff. 
I mean, you always hear the Beatles, don't you? They're always there throughout your life. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I, I really sort of got into them with the anthology and stuff like that. So it, it was it was the first time I could go out and buy a Paul McCartney album or mm -hmm. get it in the libraries. We'll probably get yep, yeah, yeah. and record it. But I remember seeing him on um, TFI Friday, <laughs> and uh, he was playing Flame and Pie from this album. And it was him just on, on the piano and stuff. And he had loads of TV screens behind him. And obviously, they were all Paul McCartney playing different <laughs> instruments and things. And I thought, yeah, that was absolutely class, that. It's absolutely amazing. <laughs> Nicked it off Phil Collins. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it was, it was absolutely meant. So, uh, yeah, I, I remember uh, sort of, you know, obviously, you know, getting the album from the library, recording it and stuff. But then there was um, a little bit later on. There was the, I must have bought it somewhere down the line, and there was a car journey, a long car journey that we had, uh, me and Lisa. And I cracked it on and just put it on, and I, I loved it. It was absolutely class. The the wife loved it and stuff. There's uh -huh. some cracking songs on there. There there are you know the, I mean? the songs half. on there. That I love. <laughs> well, there's one on the second half that I really like as well. Um, but yeah, you hadn't listened to it. You hadn't listened to it before, no, you? which is odd. No, Why? I haven't. Like I say, I just never. You know, I love McCartney. Uh, named after Paul McCartney. I love the Beatles. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. But and this came out as we were getting at them. But I think by I see, I definitely thought it was earlier. I mean, the anthology is '94. This comes out in '97. I always uh -huh. thought this was like 95, like straight after the anthology, cashed in, cashed in on the anthology success, rushed out yeah. a Beatles-y solo album. Um, uh -huh. And I heard, you know, the, the single was Young Boy. Calico yeah. Sky was on some compilation I had. Um, and I knew the name. Which is meant, by the way, Cal Calico Sky. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's He's cool. guitar yeah. playing on that. We'll get on to that. I think it's class. superb, yeah. But, um, yeah. But yeah, I just never got the album. I knew the cover. I knew the story behind it. I know why it's called Flame and Pie. It's all part yeah. of the Beatles folklore. But I suppose by 97, you know, I was 16, I was getting into like bands that were out then. But it doesn't, uh -huh. but I also remember buying Bridges to Babylon by the Stones at that point. So, you know, like, I, I don't know. It's just one I that's, that's idea yeah. thing. It's um, a bit of a strange one. That, but then when sure. putting it on, like I knew it was Beatlesy. I knew we had like taken that anthology stuff and thought, "Fuck it, why do I try and not sound like the Beatles?" <laughs> I'll, I'm yeah, a Beatle, I, which is amazing. Uh -huh. Yes, do that, please, Paul, because the songs are better. Um, yeah, I I don't know if it's as good as the fanfare at the time. Like this massive return to form. I don't think mm -hmm. it's it's all that, but there are some brilliant songs on there, and I think his voice is still yeah. great. Um, yeah. It, but it's a, it's a bit of a mix because it's got Jeff Lynne's hairy hands all over half of it, and <laughs> got, well, it has, doesn't it? It's got Jeff Steve Lynn's Miller of the Steve and Miller Steve band. Miller it's like the other them, yeah. half. It's a, so there's these kind yeah. of it does my head in a little bit that it goes from like nice pop song, bluesy chugger, little yeah. acoustic song, heavy rocker. It's like uh -huh. okay, I, I I get it. You can do yeah. both of these things. Um, uh -huh. I'm, I'm a bit, I don't like the quiet, a little acoustic one so much. I think they are just like, you know, okay, it's, it's other than Calico Sky, you know, uh -huh. it's, it's 
it's not Blackbird. It's not yesterday. I can see what you're trying to do. Um, I think the bluesy ones are okay because his voice is good and there's some nice guitar playing on it. But I think mm-hmm. they're just the the McCartney songs. I think are the, the ones that are just like let's write a pop song. I think are the are the best. Uh huh. I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, the, the, this was sort of recorded over like a period of a, a, a couple of years and stuff like that. Um, I think starting in like 1992 or whatever. Mm-hmm. So then as he's recording in Steve Miller's uh, recording studio, I think he was recording yeah. it. Obviously the anthology thing, he got sort of you know involved in that. So it was like put on the back burner. Although McCartney didn't particularly like the fact that it was put on the back burner. He was, he, it, it's 27 years later, but he's still doing the same things. He's saying yeah. to the record company, well, I, I, you know, I don't care if the Beatles anthology is coming out. Yeah. I still want to release me soul albums. <laughs> yeah. He's still doing the same things 27 years later. Yeah. But it, it does sort of wait in the end and stuff like that. But yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I, I like all the, not most of the acoustic ones. I, I like the first track, okay. the, the song where you were singing. I think that's great. Great. I, I absolutely love it. It's such a such yeah. a, just the melody's good and just to sing along the songs we were singing and it's a sing along yeah, it, yeah and you like... sing along <laughs> exactly uh, I like the world tonight which is a bit of Jeff Lynne one as well I, I like that one I think that is it's not the biggest song on the album but it's possibly my favorite on there I think it's great yeah. I also think it sounds a bit like Bob Dylan's Bob Dylan brought Time Out of Mind out this year as well which is like his big comeback album and that beat this to the Grammy for Best mm-hmm. Album or something. And I think this sounds right. a little yeah, yeah. bit like the Bob Dylan on that album. It's He's a bit of an, mm-hmm. a bit older. It's a bit swampy, the music. And obviously Jeff mm-hmm. Lane worked with uh, Dylan on um, yeah, the, Traveling World and stuff like that. I, there's a couple of things that cross over there and they're great. You would never normally say a McCartney song sounds like Dylan and maybe it's not massively obvious, but I, I think that. And then the next one, I think, perfect for your road trip. <laughs> perfect for my road trip. <laughs> Which one, if you want to, is that what you're talking about? I, I can say the Steve Miller ones and stuff. I can, I can leave them ones, I think. Do you know is what I mean? Is that not the one where it says... Talking about taking a trip all the way through. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, in the Cadillac and that. Uh, but yeah, what's I, the I, word? What's n- the lyrics for it? Oh, I kind of To make I arrangements for the trip. <laughs> it's, it's, strange. <laughs> it's, it's strange. Like That's the chorus. It's, it's an odd uh, chorus. It is like a it. bit odd. <laughs> but the, the, the last favourite, I guess, the one that I really like is Heaven on a Sunday. I think that's just oh, absolutely... Yeah, I, I love that. I really one. like that. I don't really like it. Do you not? Know? Well, well to be honest, it's the first time I heard it tonight on the way home, I had it on in the car, mm-hmm. and that's the first time yeah. I've got that far in the album, and I've only heard it once. Uh, so I don't know. It seemed it's just that one lyric all the way through, right? Um, yeah, pretty much. Having on a Sunday, yeah. So it's, it's he's talking about Cornwall and stuff like that. Okay, and, I'll you know, I'll it's like heaven on a Sunday. So, yeah, I, I like that one. What do you think about the, the Ringo track? Because Ringo is on there. George it's Martin's dread, on this dreadful. as well. <laughs> it's, Ringo it's, I think, absolutely you know, when you're talking about them tra- <laughs> jamming, you know, that is that is just a jam, isn't it? Well, I got to that That's point where it's come from. And I picked up my phone. I was at a red light. Picked up my phone and thought Spotify. I was like, I must be in the, like, outtakes on the special edition now yeah <laughs> and i'm like no it's track 10 on the album i was like fucking uh-huh. hell we've got to this it, okay it, it's, okay it's, it's ringo it's but, 
but it's, yeah, like like I say, I think by the time you get uh-huh. to this point, it's not very good, is it? After Flame and Pie, the song, mm-hmm. and I know your favorite comes next. I think so. Let's Flame Pie is good as well. Yeah, I I think it's a it's a good like yeah, sugar a good like rock number, but I don't I don't think it's a great. Yeah, it's not going to be any song like the ones. The album, yeah, the, the album as a whole is is like I, I you know I could pick five songs off it that, that, I, that I really really like. Mm-hmm, or I agree. And the written the rest of them are I can leave them type thing. But I was in HMV this week. Okay. And the, the vinyl was nearly 50 quid. Was it the special edition with the extras? Or, I mean, it stupid, might have been. Stupid it price been. anyway. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> no. Yeah, but we haven't talked about Young Boy, which is just a fantastic song. Of course it is. And that's a Steve Miller one, I think. Isn't yeah, it? So yeah, that's it one is. Of like, that's one of the I ones like. you recorded in 94, I think. So, like, kind yeah. of when the anthology was, was out. But, he, you know, he was recording this already. Yeah, young boy, just a lo- another just lovely McCartney pop song, like yeah, just great lyrics, optimistic as you kind of paint them with that. Uh, mm-hmm. it's great. Calico Sky, a little bit of a sequel to his like late 70s, like Bull of Kintyre kind of thing, I, I think. Yeah. Uh, but it's just again lovely. But there's some it's point to this album where you're like, yeah. I am listening to an old man's album here. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. It's not modern. It's not new. The ones that sound uh-huh. Beatlesy, okay, but there's some that are like, yeah, this is like, you know, like an Eric. It's the collaborations, I think, mostly, isn't it? it yeah. I mean, uh, Calico Skies, where he, he's, he's just him on an acoustic guitar. I think it's it's it was produced by George Martin as well, which mm-hmm. helps. Yep. Um, but it, it's just wonderful. He's he's uh, there's a a bit on YouTube. It's the video. It's not the real video. It's just okay. being made up or whatever. And it's just him sitting next to a bonfire playing his acoustic well, guitar. Perfect. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. So I, I like his guitar playing on this and I, I like his voice and stuff like that. And it was a bit of a return to form for, for Paul McCartney, solo McCartney, because obviously the an- anthology had come out and stuff. <laughs> right. You want a quiz? Uh-huh. Paul is much, dead. Do you know much about the Paul is dead farce? Bits. Okay. Hopefully these questions aren't too too much. So basically there's a rumour that circulated in the late 60s, early 70s and persists somehow to this day that Paul McCartney (laughs) died. Um, Do you know how it started, Brett? Um, Well, I I know that um, people assume that Paul McCartney was killed in a car crash in 1967 Mm -hmm. on the M1 or something. Is that right? Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. Apparently, like, there's a couple of different things, so uh, there's no like right answers about this because it's not real. So you know, feel <laughs> just thought we could talk about it. Um, apparently, an American DJ said if you play um, Revolution Nine backwards, you hear the words mm-hmm. "Turn me on, dead man." Yes. I think that, that was later, though, wasn't it? Yeah, that's in the seventies, and that alluded to. Paul McCartney being dead somehow. Yeah. Because he would have fans or journalists or whatever ring him and saying, you're dead, aren't you? <laughs> See, I, I don't agree with that. 
Well, what are the things what about... A th- what a thing, Cliff, for, we're talking about, like, the madness of the Beatles and all that shit, which is mm-hmm. partly why they broke up as well, because mm-hmm. I've heard Lennon talking about it, like, them wheeling in sort of disabled kids and stuff when they were yeah. touring and all that yeah. kind of stuff. But it's just mad, isn't it, that, you know, you've wrote these songs, all you want to do is, is be a songwriter and stuff, and then people are saying that you're dead, do you know yeah. what I mean? And they're, they're insistent on that, the fact that it's true. It's but like this angry. Beatles crazy well, bubble. Well, they're angry that he was dead. Or oh, they're angry that there's an imposter. Well, they're angry that he's the replacement and he's not not the replacement, is he? He's the real one, isn't he? I mean, people also, saying that you're not the real Paul McCartney all if, of a sudden. If he's the replacement, he's still pretty good. Well, how could they get a replacement? <laughs> it could write equally... <laughs> Magnificent songs. Have you ever have gone, the same voice? Look the you, same. Well, this is the thing. Have you ever gone down uh, YouTube rabbit holes about this? Because I have a little bit, and then I had to stop. Uh, you know what? I've watched a, a, an hour-long documentary that mm. some some loons made or whatever. But not a documentary. I've got. They've gone like this is Paul McCartney singing a song in 1962. This is him mm-hmm. in 1966 or whatever and listen to how different it is. And then they're talking about the pitch and the tone and they're playing them mm. side by side. Uh, but we also know that George Martin like would speed up vocals by like, I don't know, 1.2 times or something like that. So, you know, your pitch does go up if you're doing that. Like they, they played course, with the huh? studio and stuff. And then there's something about like his eyebrow and his, yeah. his, uh, like there's, there's a little a scar, scar in it or something and well I, i'll tell you how chin. sort of prevalent it is I, before i started the job that i'm doing now maybe a year ago i was selling gas and electricity or whatever and there's this um conspiracy theorist and stuff now i, I said you know oh, i love the beatles and stuff oh yeah paul you know that paul mccartney's not the real paul mccartney don't you i was like well, yeah that's absolute bullshit isn't it hey it's not you if you're a conspiracy theorist, no, people believe, you believe every conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> you've you've got to you've got to believe. I think so. I think that's how it works. You've just got to believe. Uh, well, anyway, so this is how we're onto mm. this. So yeah, apparently, if you play Revolution Nine backwards, a part of it says "Turn Me On, Dead Man." Somebody asked John Lennon about it. Mm. He said, "I don't know. I've never listened to a record backwards before." <laughs> that's not the way it's done (laughs) Um, so there's clues supposedly to his death Mm. on other songs and other artwork so the uh, Strawberry Fields song do you know that the link with Strawberry Fields whatever the clue is meant to be there Strawberry Fields um, I don't know that one I don't know that one what's this um, sticking up your jumper. No, it says <laughs> cranberry, cranberry sauce. Apparently, people cranberry thought sauce. it said I buried oh. Paul. Oh yes, of course, yeah. Um, but no, he says cranberry sauce, which is mm-hmm. nonsense. Much like the theory that Paul McCartney is dead. Um, uh-huh. So there's loads of stuff like that, especially with Lennon, um, and he started playing with it. Apparently, like in Glass Onion, there was some rumors that Walrus in Russian meant dead, 
or something like uh-huh. that, or funeral. So, so, so uh, when he said, I am the walrus, and then Glass Onion, he said, he has another clue for you all, another clue that he's dead. Yeah. The walrus the was walrus Paul. Walrus Paul. means funeral in Russian. It doesn't. But uh, <laughs> and all of this. Mm-hmm. So there was stuff that people <laughs> believed. But I guess like now, I can Google what is Russian for funeral, and I'll get an answer. Maybe then you couldn't, right? You, would, you wouldn't be able to. Oh yeah, yeah. Disprove yeah, it. You, uh-huh, uh-huh. I mean, you can disprove that he's dead by seeing him on the telly like every week, whatever. But you know, um, yeah. Sergeant Pepper album cover. There's a few things mm-hmm. on there. Do you know any of those? There? Um, the Sergeant Pepper one. Uh, what's on there? There's a wreath, isn't yeah. there? There's a wreath um, uh, in front of a gra- the stand behind a grave. A yes. Thing. Uh huh. So yeah. there's that one. Yeah. Is that it? This no, is there's the more. <laughs> like, I think if, you know, if you open it out and it's got all their faces in, I think Paul mm-hmm. McCartney's face is, it's the back of his head. No. He's not oh, yeah, like, the, like, like, uh, yeah. Like, like the Oasis album, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's why was that. Um, Noel's head's one the of, other way. One of the things, and I've never understood it, but I've just Googled it tonight and there's a, a bit more of an explanation, that it's the first album with lyrics printed inside it the first ever one yeah is it mm-hmm. apparently so yeah, that's my time um so that's, apparently that's that means paul mccartney's dead <laughs> <laughs> that's also a reason why he's dead well that's what i was thought so i, I looked into it a bit more i looked into it a bit more, bit more and, and apparently where the lyrics to within you without you are where it says without you is right next to paul's face <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell! <laughs> He's also wearing a, a jacket that has a sign on, which says mm-hmm. OPD, um, which oh, apparently yeah, stands for on, on pronouncement of death or something. Except it doesn't. It says OPP, <laughs> and it's like Auckland, like public police or something. It's a police jacket yeah. that he picked up in America, so it's not. That's not mm-hmm. even right. Um, yeah, there's, I mean, it's stupid, really. Abbey Road cover. This is the last one. Do you know anything about the Abbey Road cover? There's supposedly clues. I've on got, there. I've got, I've got some more for you. If you okay. uh, the ones that you haven't asked, but uh, he's, he's got no shoes on, has he? Don't know what that means, but yes, he's got no shoes on. <laughs> he's got no shoes on. Um, <laughs> the outfit. There's the letter B, letter B one where he's got the blood red. Background oh, behind him. Yeah, yeah, and everybody else hasn't. Well, there's more on yeah. the Abbey Road cover, apparently. There's more. The, uh, well, there's the car, isn't it? There's the mini. The mini has the number plate if twenty eight, which you he, he would if he had lived, he would have been twenty eight. He would have been twenty eight. Yeah. Twenty seven. Which uh-huh. that's I mean that there's is the, particularly. There's weird. the Billy Shears thing. He's supposed to be Billy Shears, isn't he? It's Sergeant Pepper, yeah. Sergeant um, Pepper, yeah. There's apparently, as they cross the road, he's the only one who's step is opposite to the other one so they've all got yeah. one foot in front of the other but his is the opposite way he's also got his uh-huh. cigarette in his right hand whereas the original Paul McCartney is left handed of course he's left handed so of he, course Everybody he has a cigarette that, he would have it in his left hand um, mm-hmm. also the outfits apparently uh, are a clue Lenin at the front is the preacher evangelical in white uh-huh. uh, Ringo's in a black suit to Paul Bearer paying his respects uh-huh. uh, George what about Denham? the denim yeah, a grave digger. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't it, was that a, a typical dress for a, a grave digger? <laughs> a grave digger. 
What else then? So there's the letter B thing. Anything else? There's the letter B thing. Um, I, I, I've had a lot of gin now. I can't remember any of the other ones. <laughs> but there's, there's a few on the White Album, isn't there? The, the, yeah, the Dead Man thing when you play backwards and stuff like that, isn't there? Which you've Apparently mentioned. so. But anyway, so. that's the ball is dead. I've never looked into it that much because I've never really wanted to give it that much, like kind of creeds. Um, no, so I haven't read the. I know there's books about it and all that kind of stuff, and documentaries uh-huh. that you've watched. But obviously, I would imagine that documentaries on YouTube, is it? <laughs> you know what it is. You know what it is. <laughs> you know what it is. <laughs> um, it's so insane, yeah. isn't it? It's just mental, isn't it? But it just shows how, like, you know, how massive the Beatles are. That they have conspiracy theories attached to them and stuff. I mean, there's the. Um, have you heard the Stephen King one? That Stephen King killed John Lennon. No, no. Is that because the guy looks a bit like Stephen King? Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Which I mean, Stephen King's a massive Beatles fan, loves John Lennon and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? Devastated. Where people believe this this stuff? Do you know what I mean? That that it was Stephen King that killed John Lennon. <laughs> It's unbelievable. What, and the frame of the man that looked like Stephen King because <laughs> yeah. Stephen King was too popular to put in the jail. Exactly, exactly. I mean, that that's mad. I mean, there's the... Obviously, there's a lot about John Lennon and stuff. Like, uh, Rosemary's Babies filmed in the Dakota, which mm-hmm. is one of the reasons that we might want to do it, so we can have a look at the Dakota yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah, and yeah. see what it was like in the 70s. But uh, there's loads of stuff like in... Um, Rosemary's Baby, like little bits of uh, like a, a book or whatever, and loads of okay. Oh, well, I don't know any of that. that. I don't think I've ever watched that film properly, so we can do that. It's a good film, okay. Then let's film. do it. Well, yeah. before we go, we've got some music, it's quite exciting as well, isn't it, Brett? It is quite exciting. It is quite, I mean, the good thing about it is that it, it kind of it fits in with last week and in your <laughs> selection from last week. Um, <laughs> Anybody's that that's not all fair with the word. It's it's not it's not quarter mass. Would you think <laughs> it was quarter mass? Of course you would. It's quarter mass. That's what you've got to say. If you're oh, okay. all fair with quarter mass, are you all fair with quarter mass? This oh, is quarter mass course. three, by the way. Of course the I'm not. <laughs> of course you know. Well, quarter quarter mass. It's an experiment. Is, <laughs> it's a hammer horror film or three hammer horror films, which are great which are written by Nigel Neal and stuff. So, okay. Yeah, they're wonderful. But, okay. uh, yeah, we'll have, we'll have a, a, a band called Quay Amas 3 mm-hmm. on this week, don't we? Which yeah, links we do. last week. I'll let you explain that. Yeah, so last week's podcast was uh, a look into World of Twist and their album Quality Street, kind of a lost cult album from the, from the early 90s. Members went on to do other stuff, and one of the members, Gordon King, and if you look at any of the World of Twist and the other bands that followed them, there's always a neon sign saying Gordon in the back above an amp, and that's this uh-huh. Gordon, Gordon King, also in Earl Brutus, who I talked about last week, who I loved that kind of half of World of Twist turned into, and a band called the Pre New, and his current band is Quater Mass Three, and we've got yes. one of their songs because uh, Gordon got in touch. Um, mm-hmm. He listened to the podcast. And he sent us a few songs um, of that band. They've been played on Mark Riley and stuff like that. And this is a song called "Room at the Top." But also for anybody who listened 
to World of Twist and wanted to find out a little bit more, which I would like to, because uh, we only scratched the surface a bit. Um, yeah. Gordon's also got a book out called When Does the Mind Bending Start, which is uh, about World of Twist and what happened with the band and stuff like that. So I'm yeah. probably gonna... You can pre-order that, I think. It comes out in July. All oh, right, yeah, it's not out yet. Just... Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, I'll probably uh, have a look at that because uh, I would like to find out more. I like all these cult stories and what happens with bands that don't always have to be Rod Stewart sort of biography, do they? Well, who would want to read that? Uh, hello. You. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, I've listened to this. It's, it's great. It's good stuff. Really, really good. Uh, nice psychedelic rock. It's, it's great. So thank you, Gordon. Cheers for sending the stuff. We really appreciate it. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Hope you've enjoyed this Mac special. Um, I was doing the peace signs there, but nobody can see other than Brett. Um, That's more Ringo. Thumbs up. Thumbs up, yeah. I think Ringo stole the peace signs from Maka, by the way. I'm, I'm sure it was a Maka <laughs> thing. Um, <laughs> so anyway, it's a brilliant song. Cheers to Quit it is, three, amazing. And uh, we'll be back with something else next time. We will indeed. Goodbye. Goodbye.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.